Day 177, that means it's day 190 since Joey made the promise he'd never abandon Americans. He's turned the page, and so has the media mob. They never mention abandoning all these innocent people after we promised not to. Sick. It's ugly. The fact that this is barely talked about is unbelievable. Um, We have huge developments in this Joe Rogan uh, Spotify issue over the weekend as a montage of Joe Rogan using the N-word has, has come out. Um, I only listened like a second of it, and I, I didn't hear context. And I asked somebody, is there any context to this in any case? And, you know, he'd stopped using the word years ago, he said. And these were conversations he was having. And he didn't want to be, um, I, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we just play Joe Rogan? He came out very publicly. It seemed very sincere to me, but I'll let you decide what you think of it. Here's as you listen to this, know this, this this is what fascinated me now about the new development in the story. And you have to wonder if there's any artists on Spotify that play music that use the N word or music, you know, that refer to women as bees and hoes and all that sort of thing, which you don't ever have to listen to if you don't want to or the context. There are always people that said, no, I'm not going to say the N word because you know, people need to hear this word for whatever reason. I don't think it's ever a good idea to use it, period, end of sentence. And just like people that don't know the history of of Nazism or fascism or the Holocaust probably shouldn't be talking about that either. Um, but the interesting development on this is on two fronts. Now, Rumble is an alternative to YouTube. Rumble has been doing really well. Um Rumble has a a a big fan base of people that said, you know what, we're sick and tired. Just like I think there will be a and a Twitter version. I know Getter is out there now as one, and there'll probably be others where conservatives, you know, are actually welcome and freedom of, of speech is it, they mean it, whether you like the speech or don't like the speech. Um, but the development that here is you have two companies. Rumble, and I've never heard of Odyssey. Did you ever hear of Odyssey before, Linda? Because I never heard of them. I'm doing some research into them. I saw it come out over the weekend, yeah. Yeah, okay. That are offering Joe Rogan, if Spotify says goodbye, $100 million for four years to bring his podcast over there. Now the question is, you know, what will Spotify do? And whether or not Spotify, if they are just a content provider, and let's say they do have artists that use the N-word or, or say controversial things in their music, um, are they then going to apply the same standards to people that are, quote, artists? I mean, isn't isn't all of this, in a sense, art and people are expressing a view? Um, but anyway, here's Rogan in his own words. Um, see, very, fallen on the sword, humbled by it, it seemed to me, and very apologetic and what he plans to do moving forward. Hello, friends. Um I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there's no context 
where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox, how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then. Or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit, or I was quoting a Paul Mooney bit, or I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction, or I was talking about how a Netflix executive, ironically, used it because he was trying to compare it to another offensive word, and he said it out loud, and they fired him. Not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud. I was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire English language because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it and they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's racist and toxic, but a black person can use it and it could be a punchline, it could be a term of endearment, it could be lyrics to a rap song, it could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word but it's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now, but for years I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist, but whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you up. And I clearly have up. When you're in a situation where you have to explain it, um, he said, the words regretful, found it shameful. He did point out it was the, the word and, and the montage was taken out of context. It looks horrible even to me. I agree now. I haven't said it for years. If in context, I thought people would understand uh, talking about how it, the, the difference for African-Americans versus white Americans using the word. He was very clear about it, talked about other other people over the years that have used it, like Red Fox, uh, Lenny Bruce, uh, Richard Pryor, it was used on Pulp Fiction, um, how in the African-American community it could be a punchline, a term of endearment. But then he said, it's, but it's not my word to use. And in for years, I used it in that manner, not in a manner to be racist, et cetera, et cetera, which this, this, this is where it just gets interesting to me, because... Joe Rogan is not going to be silenced at the end of this. At the end of this, and I think what's what's beginning to happen is the only reason that I, and I'm speculating here, that these companies are willing to step up and say, we'll take you, we'll pay you the $100 million that you signed with Spotify, um, is because they're listening to the context, they're understanding it, and there's probably now going to be the emergence of real free speech platforms. Now, conservatives, we know too well. You know, look, look at the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, you know, just before an election with all the information we've now corroborated and confirmed that, that are on this. And and look at Twitter wouldn't run it. You know, they, they, they didn't even cancel the Ayatollah's Twitter account, but they canceled Donald Trump's Twitter account 
early on. And and then the other platforms that are constantly deplatforming, deplatforming, cancel, censor, et cetera, woke, whatever it happens to be. And I think the backlash is is that people are going to now embrace what I call freedom. It's not hard. It's not a hard concept to understand. I mean, are we now going to go back and and the archives of of every single host like Howard Stern and, and others and drag up what they said in, in the 70s and 80s? I don't think he'd want that. And it, it probably wouldn't be fair. Well, Hannity, you bring up you bring up Joe Biden, his whole career. You know, they're going to put you all back in chains. That's not that long ago. That would be in the time frame that Joe Rogan is talking about. My state, my state's a slave state. You know, for the first time ever, you have an African-American, first time, who's clean and bright and articulate. I'm like, what? Man, that, that, that's whatever he said, man. That, that's history, man, or whatever he said. Storybook, that was the line. Yeah, that's storybook, man. It's not storybook. What the hell is he talking about? You know, or Kamala Harris taking him on for partnering with the Klansmen to stop the integration of schools and stop school busing. You know, and you can't work in a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slightly neat accent. What are you asking me, Linda? Say it on the air. No, I don't want it. That's fine. Um, I can play. We've played the hits of him. And the reality is Democrats didn't care. The media didn't care about this history of Joe leading into the election. And we all know that if it was Trump, they would have cared. They would have cared a lot how much effort was put into to getting the tapes of of Donald Trump's outtakes from The Apprentice? Did he say anything bad that we can use to bludgeon him? Um, and it's but but I think something there's there's something stirring here that is much bigger than I think Joe Rogan or in the case of what happened with Whoopi Goldberg. I I think she will be back on the View because I think people believed her her apology was sincere. Um, having known her, I don't know Joe Rogan, but having known her, I, I know her. She's peace, love, and happiness. You know, she's not that, she's not that person. Um, anyway, so you see that the left and the Spotify CEO did say they will not be silencing Rogan. Even after this weekend and, and this all surfaced. There are no words I can say to adequately convey how deeply sorry I am for the way the Joe Rogan experience controversy continues to impact each of you. This is the CEO, Daniel Eck, in a memo sent to employees. I think it's important that you're aware that we've had conversations with Joe and his team about some of the content in his show, including his history of using some racially insensitive language following these discussions and his own reflections. He chose, it's an interesting, that's that's interesting language to me, that he chose to remove a number of episodes from Spotify. He also issued his own apology over the weekend. Um, and while I strongly condemn what Joe has said, and I agree with his decision to remove past episodes from our platform, I realize some will want more. And I want to make one point very clear. I do not believe silencing Joe is the answer. Now, I guess the question is, you know, it's going to really be up to the people, the audience, and whether or not people keep listening to Joe Rogan. My prediction is probably they will. Is he going to lose fans? I Probably not. Is Spotify going to check all of their music to see if, in fact, 
Uh, there are any artists that are saying things on their in their music that that might be similar, and is is it different because it's a song, and it's not, um, it's not conversation. So that part of it is going to be interesting. Going forward, what's interesting is you now have big platforms like Rumble saying, you know what, we're going to take on controversy on all sides and let people have their say, unlike Twitter, unlike Facebook, unlike Google and all these other big tech groups that have decided to censor, especially conservatives. You know, it used to be, Linda, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't have access to my Twitter account anymore. I haven't for years. When I would send out a tweet back in the day, I'd have like 95% of people agreeing with me, correct? Yeah, of course. Yeah, now, now there's like 95% of people that disagree no matter what I say. Right. Well, they suppress it now. Now, you know, you could say the alphabet and they would say you were wrong. OK, so the point is that that conservatives have left in droves. I haven't left, but I'm going to once there's some place bigger and that has the same reach. As of now, I don't even put anything up. Very rarely I'll say, please, I have to beg myself. Can I please have this one tweet sent out? You know, but for the most part. That's handled by a team that puts out news stories that from mostly from Hannity.com. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN. We got a big update on the Olympics and on this movement in Canada. And Ron Klain reports might be out as White House chief of staff. This is getting interesting. As we roll along, 800-941-SHAWN, you want to be a part of the program. Um, a lot going on in, in Canada, and I think this is the tip of the iceberg as you watch all the protests that have gone on now all throughout Europe, um, now making its way to the U.S., the truckers convoy that will go from California straight to Washington, D.C. That's going to be interesting. Uh, the threat by the Ottawa police chief last week, well, they may bring the military in. Uh, Justin Trudeau hiding like uh, a little baby you know, and and making scurrilous accusations against these truckers with no evidence of these allegations of racism and transphobia and everything in between. Ottawa may Ottawa's mayor is declaring a state of emergency as these you know truckers continue to just stay where they are. Is it reflects the serious danger and threat to safety? And I know some people are upset. One big question is how is it that GoFundMe? I looked it up today. Some chief executive officer, member of the board of directors. Why did they decide to follow the path of Twitter, Facebook, um, all these other social media, big tech giants and and literally take back and send back the money that was sent to the truckers to support them over 10 million dollars? Now, as a result, Canadian truckers protesting, they had already raised millions of dollars on GoFundMe. And now they have to go to a, a different site. Ted Cruz is asking for an investigation into GoFundMe after they held back the funding of and the donations of, of innocent people. I mean, there is, you know, now a, apparently a, a new means of uh, people donating to the truckers. I'll tell you about that on the other side of this, because people say, oh, well, GoFundMe is woke. We'll continue.
You're on the Sean Hannity Show, a place where free speech and the First Amendment are still alive and well. Get your dose of independence and liberty every weekday right here with Sean. 25 to the top of the hour, so we got images now. 3,000 American forces have arrived in Poland amid Russia tension with Ukraine. Okay, what are they going to do? What are those 3,000 troops going to do? Are we going to go to war with Russia over Ukraine? No. Should we? No. You know, should we use the the single best weapon we have against Vladimir Putin, a hostile actor on a hostile world stage and a hostile regime? Yeah, we should. And that's to outproduce him energy-wise. Are we going to do that? No. Joe won't do that. Um, what's fascinating about this GoFundMe you know, giving money back, nixing the Canadian trucker fundraiser and, and playing politics here is that I didn't know that there was a competitor to GoFundMe called Give, Send, Go. Did you know about this, Linda? You probably did, right? A little. A little. A, li- a little. That means a you little. really didn't know a lot. Okay, good. I'm glad I can help bring you bring you up to speed. Anyway, the Canadian-style trucker protest is spreading throughout the world. We're going to have one here. They're happening in the Netherlands, in New Zealand, London, Australia. Truckers hitting the road, sending a clear message, stop the mandates. You have this U.S. convoy building driving to the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. You can see that, by the way, they have been peaceful. And this is where I think Texas Senator Ted Cruz sending a letter to the F. TC asking for an investigation into GoFundMe after the for-profit crowdfunding platform discriminated by ending the fundraising for Canadian truckers. And I think it's right in what he's what he's thought. By the way, one last thing on the, you know, there is a question if Joe Rogan is right about the context of these incidences of the N-word, you know, does anyone remember Hunter Biden using the N-word? Nobody seemed to care when we brought it up at the time, but he used it multiple times in a conversation with his $845 an hour lawyer, according to text messages. And he joked in a, in a January 2019 text to corporate attorney, you know, about a big male body part and said, I only love you because you're black and true dat N word. That's what he said. Another text he wrote to a Chicago lawyer. How much money do I owe you because, N-word, you better not be charging me Hennessy rates. The reply was, that made me snarf my coffee. You know, then another example is that's why I'm saying the N-word, cutting off the racial slur mid-word, then texted a picture to the guy. There's a a whole bunch of cases of this. Did anyone in the media report any of this? Because I'm pretty sure they will be reporting it on Joe Rogan. Um, anyway, so it'll, it'll be interesting. I didn't know about this give, send, go website, but anyway, that's happening. The, the Freedom Convoy organizer says the removal of these GoFundMe donations is the result of government interference. I don't think there's any doubt about that. What's, what's really chilling is you have a police chief and a prime minister that will say anything again. They've been peaceful. We we're looking for examples where they're not peaceful. We haven't found any. And the people's response is amazing, especially because the people are directly impacted 
by truckers not working right now. That means but Sean, that- can we talk for one second to speak to that? Because you make a really good no. point. We okay. have Trudeau and this Ottawa chief blasting these Canadian truckers who are doing nothing except using their rights to express that they will not work in these forced measures. Now, these well, same people loved Antifa. They love BLM. And how much destruction happened under that? These are people who are marching with their kids and their dogs and their parents and their they're grandparents. Play, they're playing street hockey for They're playing street hockey. They're, they're singing songs of patriotism. And let me tell you something. It's unifying people across the borders. I mean, this is a government that loves people coming across the border. They should be all for this, this unity between America and Canada. This is a, this is a message that we are sick of the mandates. And you know what? If you get the vaccine and that works for you, God bless you. I hope that it saves you. I hope it keeps you healthy. I hope you're doing what you want to do. But for other people, for medical reasons, for religious reasons, they can't get the vaccine. And quite frankly, if the vaccine is working for you, then why are you worried about somebody else? Mind your business. Take care of you. In Australia, they converge on the parliament, uh, overheated media decrying the massive protest as a siege of the unmasked. You know, the, the problem is there was a period of time when unvaccinated people might have, you could make an argument, might have created an, a, a, a situation where, where people could be infected, but they had to not be vaccinated themselves because the original push was if you get the vaccine, then you're not going to get COVID as the great Dr. Fauci and and Joe Biden told everybody. Well, that turned out not to be true. So, but now with with all the breakthrough cases, people fully vaccinated and boosted getting COVID, vaccinated, boosted, and and even having natural immunity, getting it for a second time, why they haven't changed the, the science, why they're not listening to the science of you know, therapeutics and why we don't have enough therapeutics. It's unbelievable to me. I honestly feel like if I don't mention the therapeutics, nobody else is going to mention them, which is why we've been so redundant in our mentioning of it. So everybody understands it because everybody in this audience is going to run into somebody in their life and their family that they love and that they care about that is going to test positive and you're going to want to know what to do and taken early I've not seen a single case where monoclonal antibodies has not been effective within 48 hours, 72 max, but taken early. You wait till day seven. You listen to some of these doctors, reactive medicine. By the time your oxygen drops to 90 or below and then 88 and then 84 and then 80 uh, and maybe lower, that means the damage is done. You got to be proactive. That's that's what we've been saying. Finally, we can get the, uh, I found the first person that got the Pfizer antiviral. Apparently, they've created a website. I got to get a copy of that up on our website. But you got to, but in the end, you got to ask your doctor. I'm not saying go get monoclonals. And, And we've worked hard to find them for people. You know, it's an interesting reaction, Linda, we get when I call a doctor in some state and they're like, uh, uh, yeah, I am, can you please, I'll have the people authorize me to be able to talk to the doctor so there's not a HIPAA violation. And then the doctor's like, uh, Sean Hannity from Fox? Okay, and I can tell you what happens behind the scenes. This is my guess. You tell me if I'm wrong. Immediately, the PR department of the hospital is called, oh, my God, Sean Hannity from Fox News just called. What do we do? Uh, Then they call the hospital administrator. Uh, Yeah, uh, I have a patient. They are 
are pushing hard to get monoclonal antibodies. Sean Hannity from Fox is on their side. What should I do? How true do you think that is? I'll tell you what. It's 100 percent true. And it's, I think what's really I think what's it, more scary sad. is it's it's incredibly depressing. Two, two things are happening, right? The doctors are afraid to prescribe because they're afraid to have their medical licenses revoked because the medical boards are in bed with pharmaceuticals and big government. Then we have another set of doctors who are like, screw it. Uh, we love America. We love our patients. We're going to put it all on the line. We're going to risk it all. And that's what they're doing. And those are the people like the Fareeds and the Tysons and the Hensons and the Verones that are out there. And they're saying we're going to do therapeutics, monoclonals, whatever I, treatments I, are needed. I just got uh, Dr. Fareed's new book. They treated 7,000 people. And, and you know what? Protocol, all and now they're treating, they're, they're doing early treatment. They're being proactive. They're treating people on a case-by-case basis. They right. are not doing one-size-fits-all medicine. And now they're treating people who have gotten the vaccine and are having reactions from that, which is also a possibility because not everybody reacts the same way well, to vaccines. The science doesn't matter only when it's politically convenient, which is why when John Hopkins came out with their blockbuster study last week that all the lockdowns and draconian measures only reduce mortality by 0.2% in the U.S. and Europe, and we should never, it should never be considered as an option again. NBC, ABC, CBS, MSDNC, fake news, CNN, they didn't want to talk about it. You know, the WHO chief, they have been nothing but propagandists for the communist Chinese stressing collaboration on the uh, COVID-19 origins. We already have all the information that we need to know. We have Fauci's emails. We have the Intercept's 900 documents. We have Project Veritas's uh, documents and research. And then we have the NIH's own own documents, which show they knew that it was gain of function and that coronaviruses were being studied in the Wuhan virology lab. This wasn't that that hard. You have sad stories about one case, an unvaccinated dad lost custody of his kids um because of this position people not getting surgeries that are needed that being taken off transplant lists um what what happened to you know i i i am blown away by this you know ron DeSantis has had his schools in florida open since august of 2020 and they're still masking kids up and and now pushing hard to get five to 11 year olds vaccinated in new york then we have of course stacy abrams maskless uh, in a picture surrounded by every kid in Georgia that has a mask on. Does that make any sense? You know, and then anyway, the Georgia, then Stacey Abrams campaign claimed on Sunday those attacking her for not wearing a mask in a room full of masked kids were making a false political attack. Okay, well, the same thing can be said for Gavin Newsom, that idiot mayor in Los Angeles who said, I stopped breathing. I held my breath. It's like, oh, I did it inhale. I mean, that's how how dumb this whole thing gets. Um, Look at Obama. Obama was in Hawaii. They just got a picture of him at his, you know, some resort in Hawaii, completely maskless. This is one of the states you can't even go to Hawaii right now unless you are vaccinated. You are not allowed to go. They're not vaccinated. How did he get in? Now, by the way, let me play this ad. NBC will show you tonight on Hannity won't air an ad from uh, the, the the uh, Cantor Freedom Group and Mike Waltz that calls out. I mean, you might as well just call this the Biden China genocide Olympics because the whole world they don't want they don't want to talk about the Uyghurs. They don't want to talk about the territorial ambitions of China towards Taiwan, the crackdown of people in Hong Kong. 
They don't want to talk about COVID-19. Nancy Pelosi's begging, no, no, don't, don't. If, you go, if you're an athlete, don't say anything. You might get in trouble. I'm like, could you imagine, what happened in the land of the free and the home of the brave? How about our athletes, if they want to speak out, you speak out. What is China going to do? They're going to take you prisoner? Good, let's have that fight. Because that's not going to go over very well with the world. Anyway, this is the ad they won't run. I'll show you tonight on TV. The world's greatest athletic showcase. But just outside the show, rape, genocide, slave labor. American companies are drunk on Chinese dollars, entangled with communist dictators committing atrocities and propping up these genocide games staged by the Chinese Communist Party. And what can we do? Stand for freedom. Defund the dictators. When you see made in China, put it down. Servant Leadership Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising. Now, by the way, I'm not telling people to boycott, but that I believe in freedom. They should have accepted the ad. Olympic teams are concerned about the quarantine. Uh, Ratings were down from, I guess, 2018. Get this, 43%. Nobody cares. And the Uyghur that the Chinese tried to prop up in the opening Olympics, yeah, came in 43rd in her Olympic debut. Not exactly. Oh, and they don't even have real snow. They have fake snow. Why would you give a country that doesn't have snow the Winter Olympics? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. China's using the Olympics to to literally, you know, portray an image that is false. Their execution bans, their concentration camps, their uh, torture that has gone on, their oppression of, you know, minorities, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody wants to talk about it. But the opening uh, Olympic drew... 43% below the 2018 games in South Korea. Wow. You know, Rubio's been great on this, banning goods from China. You know, slave labor and genocide. He's right. And we're turning a blind eye to it. And I don't care what anybody says, but I'll say the truth. China has the Biden's compromise. Joe Biden is compromised when it comes to China. 31 million in Peter Schweitzer's new book. The $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China with, with zero experience, Hunter. $3.5 $3.5 million from the first lady of former first lady of Moscow, a Russian oligarch, the Burisma money, Ukraine. The Bidens are compromised everywhere. And by the way, I have no interest in watching Olympics when I can look up the results because it's taken place 20 hours earlier or 14 or whatever the time difference is. I don't know the exact number. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the uh, program. We've got a lot coming up, including... We're going to get into a debate with us on the latest with Joe Rogan, with Greg uh, Jarrett and Joe Concha. Um, How serious is Putin about invading Ukraine or is this just a play to get concessions from the world? We'll get into that 